The following content is not a substitute for medical advice. Hey, 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 it's the doctor and the DJ, doctor and the DJ. All right, I'm John Richards. I'm here with Dr. Amy for another edition of the Doctor and the DJ podcast. The first time we have ever been remote with our podcast, I think anyway, here at the Doctor and the DJ. We are in Palm Springs right now. We actually have an audience for the first time as well. I won't turn the camera, but please be, cheer like there's a hundred of you. There you go. Oh my God, it's packed, this arena. Uh, we are down here at the Doctor and the DJ Retreat, actually. You may have heard us talking about it, and now we're actually here hanging out at uh, in Palm Springs. We made the right decision. I will say that, too. The weather has been absolutely gorgeous. It's been good to get out of Seattle. We are, we are, we are proponents of getting out of town and uh, getting some new perspective, and that's what we've been doing here in Palm Springs. And just a reminder, there's a lot of places to sign up and to follow us, thedoctorandthedj.com, at thedoctorandthedj on Instagram. Make sure you're following, signing up for our list. You get all this information right away, so we appreciate that. And we broadcast this live on YouTube, which we're doing on our YouTube channel right now. Just find us at the Doctor and the DJ if you ever want to stream this live. And then, of course, this launches as well as our podcast, where you might be listening right now. But it is good to be here with you, Amy. And I will say for anyone who can see us, we are wearing matching shirts. We have hit that Woo-hoo! stage of our midlife relationship where we have matching shirts. And as I, and these are the debut of these t-shirts, by the way, as well. Um, what do th- they say, John, for the people who are yes, not watching? Yes, music saved my life. I often say that music saved my life a number of times through the years when I was younger. Uh, and I was in the biggest bit of depression I've ever had as a teenager. My brother sent me mixed tape, sent me a Pixies tape. And I put that in, and I remember thinking, and I've told this story before, but it made me wake up every day to make sure I found music discovery, that the next day, maybe I would find the next band and the next band and the next band. And I did. You know, it, it wasn't every day. That would be a hell of a hell of a run you'd be on if every day you discovered a band. But, you know, that next day would be Love and Rockets, and then a few days later, it'd be Screaming Trees, and then a few days later, it'd be something else. So it gave me a reason to live. Um, and then going to shows gave me even more reason to live because why would I leave this world that has this beauty in it where I can stage dive and watch music? And so anyway, that's where the phrase music saved my life. But getting back to the matching shirts, of course, the most important part of this is the look Amy gave me when I put my t-shirt on to match her, I got such sexy eyes that I was like, is this what does it for you? Is what I asked. Like, I've known you a while and is... It does now, right? Like... um... (laughs) Uh, and as we're down here at the retreat, Amy, I just wanted to ask, like, we're into this now. Yes. We're having serious conversations and discussing, you know, some big topics. Is there anything that jumped out already 24 hours into this retreat? Just, you know, and part of our podcast as we talk about these things that, that just jumped out at you. Yes. I mean, number one, always try to wear matching t-shirts. <laughs> Got it. No, I love it. It's it's like my secret. Um, it makes me happy because it makes me. Um, it's like I'm playing a joke on John, but like a loving joke, where his response every time I like surprise, <laughs> sneak attack, match him, is the best. Yeah, and it creates a sense of laughter and joy, and he's a good sport. But anyway, we're now. Well- 
when we are on a we've been on walks around our neighborhood yeah. you know the pandemic walks has started and i will turn 10 or 20 minutes and i'll be like what the fuck are you wearing the same oh man <laughs> and she knew the whole time like it yeah. she had changed into something that matched me so <laughs> that's where we are and music did save my life too yeah i've told this story before but i i grew up mormon and i would be sent to these mormon uh sleepaway camps where they like double down on the the religious part and training, training for you and your role as a woman in society, which I was not into. And I had those um, yellow sport Walkman, you know, the sport Walkman, okay? Because I was like hiking and stuff. I needed the sport Walkman. And I'd be listening to like NWA and like Easy e and like I'd be on this Mormon retreat. So music saved my life too. Anyways. Um, yes, the retreat, what sticks out yeah. is like the number one thing is how important it is to extract yourself from your daily routine and surround yourself with other like-minded people to have conversations that matter. That's yeah. the biggest thing. And just let's ask our audience, would y'all agree? <laughs> wait, you all did it, so you're, I hope you Wait, one more agree. time. Do you all agree? Yeah. <laughs> Good job. There's, they're still having like a little bit of a hangover from the <laughs> workshop we did. Um, yeah, I am. I've been brought to tears only three times so far, so we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we talked about music healing and live shows, and 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 I do want to segue this with our guest from last podcast. Shana Shepard was with us. We've had a lot of response from that interview where we learned Shana's uh, friend Elijah uh, died, and we were present at his at his death, his murder. Um, n next to our bar, Life on Mars, and we did not know that, um, that they were connected, and we booked Shayna on the spot. I just want to update everyone. She will be playing Death and Music. She will be singing a song called Elijah. We have secured a piano. Um, Mike McCready just said yes to perform uh, with others as well, so we're pretty excited about um, uh, about or the lineup. Music. November yeah. 12th. November 12th. So I wanted to give you an update on that because we had a lot of people asking. I had a few people ask me, did you really book her? I'm like, yes. Um, and one of the things that she brought up was when we were talking that last interview was uh, teaching adults to sing and getting their inner voices and 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 not giving up, you know, on, on your creativity. That's something we've been talking about down here as well. And around that same time at that interview, um, then Amy was in California, and we had just gone to the Postal Service and Death Cab Show in Seattle, the Climate Pledge shows, which I know some of you were at, and they were incredible. And who did we see on stage but our, our old friend, and I don't mean old, I mean we've known you a long time. Uh, Jen Wood was up on stage, and my entire family knows Jen and cheered from the sub-pop section in which we sat. And uh, we wanted to welcome Jen Wood here to the podcast. So scoot on over. Scoot She's been sitting here. Come on over from backstage. <laughs> hello. Hello, hello. So <laughs> we saw you up on stage and the amount of joy and happiness that we saw on stage with our friends, you know, uh, that we've seen so many times. And I've never seen them. I, I shouldn't say that. They just there was just a lot of joy on stage. It justly translated, yeah, yeah. and then Amy got a chance um, with Henry to go down to Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, it was 
was so awesome and to said see. the shows were good and that was right around the time we're like i think jen lives down mm -hmm. here we should invite her by so we did and awesome. here you are thank you thank you for having me it's yeah. great to be here now we should talk about where we first met you too yeah. you were our oldest son's music teacher first music yes. teacher yeah um Arlie. and that's how we got to know you and they love you yeah and for arlie our oldest to see you up mm -hmm. on stage i think mm -hmm. was pretty cool yeah oh that's so awesome yeah great student he's a great student oh, i miss that kid well he yeah. went right he went right into guitar too oh that's so cool yeah and he's playing a lot of guitar and good. our youngest as well as a, in doing drums so. he told me in piano lessons that he wanted to play guitar good yeah but that he was supposed to learn piano first yeah per his mother right which i hear this a lot with my yeah. students parents they say we want you to learn piano first and then we'll graduate you to the next instrument so well, that's cool. Good to hear. So for like, tell us how, I mean, we know you're on the record, you're yeah. on the postal service record, yeah. clearly. Yeah. Um, the tour, it, yeah. it, when, when it was announced this anniversary tour, yeah. did the band reach out right away? <clears throat> did it happen over time? Like, when did you find out you, or when were you asked? Yeah. So, well, quick little backstory. I'd went to see Death Cab for Cutie play with Yola Tango at the Greek theater in LA. And they got me backstage passes and great seats. And I had a blast. I brought a friend. I sang along the entire show. And then when I sent Ben a thank you email, he said, hey, by the way, there's this secret possible thing underway with the Postal Service, but I can't talk about it. I can't tell you yet. And so he just kind of hinted that there might be a tour. Um, and then I got an email later on that said, okay, yeah, you know, we want you to come sing the show in LA. And I was like, awesome, oh my gosh. And like, literally when I got that email, I broke down in tears. I just started crying. Cause there's a lot of emotional components and a lot of history between all of us. And uh, we can get into that later, but um, if you want. Yes. So I wrote him back and I was like, oh my gosh, I would be honored, I would love to. I was like, I broke down in tears, you know, I would be overjoyed. And then it led to an email shortly after saying, hey, Jen, I talked to, you know, Jimmy and Jenny, and we just thought, why don't you just join us for the West Coast? And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I was like, yes, I would be so psyched. And then other emotions followed that. <laughs> Going to the Seattle show must have been, you're, you know, yeah, you lived in Seattle. We should make too. that very clear, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Born and raised in Seattle. I was born at Group Health on, on Broadway. Um, <clears throat> that was incredible, you know, to just receive so much love and support, you know, on such a massive scale was life-changing. Like, changed me from the inside out. This whole tour was like an upgrade, like a software update, like a something genetically, like internally has really transformed for me and it's never gonna go away. It, it totally has changed me. So yeah, Seattle was awesome. And it was my birthday on October 7th. Oh, So oh, I also felt like, you know, I believe in signs and synchronicities and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I have to say yes to this tour because my birthday <laughs> in Seattle, like the universe is like, Jen, you better be there or else, you right. know? So that was, a, a, you know, an amazing birthday gift. Yeah. Yeah, so John and I talk about this a lot. We talk about being prepared for mm -hmm. luck or being prepared for opportunity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I honestly believe that our highest self is aligned with goodness. Does that make sense? Yes. And I honestly believe that whatever you believe in, universe, source, God, whatever, nature, whatever your belief system is, does want the best thing for you. 
-hmm. And often we're in our own way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast, but being prepared for luck or being prepared for those opportunities and that sometimes you're putting in the work, you're putting in the grit, you're working really hard and you can't see how it's soul fulfilling or you maybe you're not quite reaching those goals. Mm -hmm. And one of the main reasons we wanted to talk to you is like I was watching it happen with someone I knew. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. We can say that on the podcast. Yeah. Um, holy fuck. Like I know you and I know how hard you've worked as a songwriter and I know how hard you've worked as a musician and a teacher, a music teacher. Mm -hmm. And I know that you're always trying to align those moments. And then this like dropped in your (laughs) lap and you were ready. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about like what your life experience is like as a musician and yeah. a songwriter yeah. and like how you were ready for that. Yeah. Cause it's not like they asked you and you went, Oh shit, I better go practice. I haven't sung in 20 years. You know what I right, mean? Right. Exactly. Well, you know, I mean, I, I am a big believer in personal growth, um, healing, all of the things. So, I mean, since 2017, I've been on a massive healing journey. Um, I've been doing the work. I do affirmations every day. I committed, I meditate every day. So I've been literally changing changing my thoughts, you know, changing the way I live. So I've been preparing, like you said, I love how you said that, you know, being prepared for the opportunity, being prepared for luck. Um, So when this did just drop out of the sky, I felt totally ready, but also totally freaked out. I mean, it actually stirred up so much for me. Um, So much fear came up, a lot of self-worth issues, this imposter syndrome. I mean, honestly, it, it, it kind of shredded me up again. I was like, oh no, like I still have all of these like, you know, wounds and all the traumas and the things that I've survived, you know, I've survived abusive relationships. I've had to overcome a lot of stuff. And then to say, yes, I'm ready. And then be like, whoa, 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 whoa. maybe not. And had a moment of like, why did I say yes? Can I do this? I, I don't know if I can do this. This is really freaking scary like to be seen. So for me as a songwriter and a musician, I tend to feel safer not being seen. Mm -hmm. And my whole journey has been, how do I use my voice? How do I find the courage to speak up and tell my truth? And I actually had a conversation with Ben about this because I was like, you know, I'm kind of freaked out about being in the spotlight. Um, There's some people from my past, some men that I do not want to see. I like abusers that I was like really freaked out to see and I get emotional because I'm like, it was really scary. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really scary to just be seen like that. Yeah. So how many of us don't want to be seen? Yeah. And yet it's our life's purpose to bring our gifts and our talents to the world. And the only way we get to share them is to be seen. (laughs) It's kind of fucked up, (laughs) you know, and yet it's the biggest fear. Like what's going to happen if I'm seen? Jen, can I ask? So that's built up. Yeah. You're, you're dealing with that. And then you walk out on stage I don't know which show was the first show you watched. Friday walked. the 6th. Oh, that was was the it? Show we were at. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, okay, so then I do know what happened. <laughs> Jen, the the 
the joy that the crowd had for what was happening was you. <laughs> you represented everyone's joy. You came out. They were all happy. Right. They were all excited. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. they look great. They were happy. Ben has so much energy on stage, more than I've ever seen, you know, and it's amazing. But you had joy, genuine joy. So I, what was that moment then with yeah, these yeah. very understandable fears? Yeah. And that crowd was so happy. And you're one of us. You yeah. were like, our, you know, a lot of people in that audience knew who you yeah, were. Yeah, and yeah. what did that feel yeah. like at that yeah. moment? Did it go, did it make it worth it in that moment? Absolutely or? made it worth it. I mean, I literally, I, I was not nervous at all. It, the nerves were gone. I literally, the joy and the light that I felt within myself and everyone that was watching, I just felt elevated. I literally felt like I was floating on a cloud and there, joy is the perfect word. It was pure joy and so much light and just gratitude and fun, like energy. Um, it, it was, yeah, it was incredible. Again, I just keep saying life-changing yeah. and absolutely joyful and you know, all of the, the fears, the insecurities, they were completely gone. I had no, no fear at all. I literally was so in alignment. I was such in alignment with my calling that I, I was like, I belong here. I really like, I belong here. This is wild. I never thought that I could be in front of 20,000 people and feel at home. I was like, this is surprising to me. <laughs> I, you know, when you do those things and you shock yourself, you're like, I didn't think I could do that. But in the whole tour, every show just got better. It was like, you're at home. This is where you belong. And, and yeah, crazy. So let's talk a little <laughs> bit about um, what you said earlier about seeing yourself as a musician as something to kind of almost be secretive about mm -hmm. or kind of hide mm -hmm. and because I relate to that I am total closet musician <laughs> my piano's literally in a closet and she's amazing she's a better pianist than me hands down <laughs> so amazing but it's and you may have heard me talk about this on the podcast before but it, I allowed certain people in my life to tell me I wasn't good enough and my mistake was believing them Right? right. And so I've been on my own healing journey with that. Like, no, I am like Shana Shepard's not going to teach me voice lessons. So it's going to be awesome. But anyways, That's um, amazing. have we confirmed that? Is that yeah, it? Sure. <laughs> and, um, you know, I mentioned it to um, my son's drum teacher and he's like, why don't you come play with us on Friday nights? I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, just come play. So, you know, you you actually just have to say the words and then show up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And honestly, right. um, people are so much more forgiving than we think. And the, some of our fears or some of what's blocking us is really just ourselves. Yeah. And so can you say more about that journey for you as a mm -hmm. musician, mm -hmm. going from sort of this secretive mm -hmm. like songwriter mm -hmm. and then having a band mm -hmm. and then retreating mm -hmm. and then like mm -hmm. doing a thing and then retreating? Mm -hmm. um, to the, now mm -hmm. this last yeah, tour. Yeah, right, moment. right. I mean, absolutely. Um, it's been a process of undoing, um, uh, um, basically, yeah, like you said, not listening to what other people had told me, you know? Like, oh, you're not good enough. You're never going to go far. Or, you know, just keep it as a side project or a hobby and, you know, get a real job or, um, you know, 
you know, um, having people criticize me because I'm a self-taught guitar player. And they're like, well, you know, don't, don't you know any music theory? And at the time I didn't, you know, don't you know how to read music? No. Well, then why do you think you are allowed to do this? Having people mm. tell me that, you know, I shouldn't be making music because I can't tell you all the chords that I'm playing, you know? Um, and so that was, you know, it's just been this process of like doing the work, trying to, you know, correct those ways of thinking, not giving my power away to those people. And then, you know, I would make an album and then I would sabotage it <clears throat> and then retreat. And then I'd be like, okay, I'll try it again. And then retreat. So that's my journey has been a, a lot of that. Like, okay, I'm going to try it. Okay, bye. I'm gone. Uh, I'll try it again. Bye. You know, um, I, I'll never forget. There was an album that I recorded called Traveling Through Roots um, in the early 2000s. And I worked my ass off on this album. You know, I poured everything into it. And I'm honestly like, it's one of the albums I'm most proud of as a guitarist because I stepped up my game big time guitar playing wise. And I, um, anyways, by the time I got the masters sent to me, I didn't want to open it. I wanted to burn it. I, it, I, I saw the FedEx package and I hate it. I was just like, honestly, like feelings of like hate and like just, just sabotaging of like not worth it, not worthy of it. I, um, I wanted to bury that album. I wanted nobody to ever hear it. You know, who was the first person to tell you you weren't good enough? I don't want to say names. <laughs> but can you describe them without a name? I mean, I think, um, yeah, I probably don't want to go too far into that. But, you know, people that I knew, people that I grew up with who just made comments. All, all it takes is, like, somebody making a comment, like an adult to a child, mm -hmm. and they don't realize sometimes what they're saying. They're dream crushing. Right. Yes. You know, so... Um, but it was an adult and you were a child. Yeah. That's yeah. important. Yeah. Okay, you don't have to say who it was. Right. A lot of what we've been talking about at this retreat is our inherited paradigm. Mm -hmm. And it's not our fault because when we're super young and impressionable, like before we're eight years old, like eight and below, we're believing everything people say around us. Right. And so it's really important to kind of take stock of who those adults were mm -hmm. and what was said to you mm -hmm. so that you can understand your paradigm mm -hmm. because then that just comes back mm -hmm. over and over. And then it's like we spend our whole lives mm -hmm. trying to write a new script for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, and, and the writing the new script is, I'm all about that. I actually use that, that same term is like, I'm writing a new script, you know, I'm telling a new story. I, I'm choosing to not tell the old stories. I'm choosing to not, um, be in somebody else's frame, you know, some other, uh, person of authority who, you know what I mean? Like that detaching and be like, wait a minute, I'm taking my power back. Like, this is my story. I can change it at any point. You know, you can decide tomorrow. I want to live a different life. All it just takes is saying yes right? Say yes. And then the rest will follow. And, and you're teaching music. And I'm teaching kids. music. And so I yeah. mean, that's the perfect place for you to be <laughs> it you're, is. where when you talk to some adult who's mm -hmm. playing music, mm -hmm. they're going to look back on a teacher and you're going to be mm -hmm. the answer to the question who yeah. encouraged you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's very healing for me. You know, I mean, uh, teaching just sort of organically was brought to me. Um, yeah. Aaron from Mode Music Studios recruited me yeah. and I was like, 
I don't know how to really, I know I had like one year of, of, uh, music college like experience and she was like I don't care Jen she was like you've got like 25 years of experience and and just gave me this sense of like self-worth and um and yeah now I get to um you know be the dream grower for all of my students of all ages and say the things to them that I wish would have been said to me yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. and and Again, a shout out to Moat Music, by the way. Who yeah, big ever, time. That's where I met Eva Walker. Eva Walker from the Black Tones. Yep. Yes. And others, musicians we know really well. Yeah. And their support of musicians and then those musicians to carry that on to kids is one of the better businesses and, and missions that I've ever witnessed. It is Absolutely. pretty magical to see. Because you're in there, too, and you're yeah. just hearing drums banging down the right. hall and right. someone's singing right. and then right. comes out a musician you recognize right. from one of the bands. Exactly. And I think that's the best experience for them. Absolutely. I mean, music is therapy. I yeah. always say music is free therapy. Yeah. And you know, if your child is having a hard time, get them to play music. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, songwriting, lyric writing for my students too, using their voice, even ones that, you know, they think like, well, I don't want to write my own songs. Well, that's okay. Nobody has to hear it, you know, but what, what's on your, what, what are you struggling with? You know, work through the depression, anxiety, the, the fears, the, you know, the self-sabotaging and all that through, through music. So, yeah, I mean, it's. If, if do you have another? I was going to go back a little bit in time, but if you have another, I just had one yeah. thing to yeah. say. Yes. So I am overtrained in music, right? And I <laughs> am in fear of playing music, and I think part of it is because of so much training, mm -hmm. and because I was in this pedagogy, and because I was trained in music theory, mm -hmm. and because I do know all the chords I'm playing and all the bullshit, right? And I'm not saying it's bullshit. I mean, there's some usefulness to the structure of it mm -hmm. all, mm -hmm. but because I, I think I, because I got in my head too much mm -hmm. about it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. then because I was tested on it, because I went to music school. Mm -hmm. So then I'm either passing and failing in music. Doesn't that seem ridiculous? Mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. And um, and because I had all these experiences of like not mm -hmm. good enough or passing mm -hmm. or failing or being graded because mm -hmm. I went to music school. And I actually think that hurt me more than it helped me, to be honest. Right. And I mean, I had a lot of great experience and whatnot, but I love this conversation so much because you and I both have this similar weird, like, we're like, <laughs> we go and then we oh, 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 with music and then you're like, and I wasn't even trained. And so that was my insecurity. And I'm like, I am way the fuck over trained. And that is my insecurity because right. I do one thing and I'm like, oh, maybe that's, I didn't do it just right. Right. Yeah. And instead of just letting go. Right. It's amazing that we can share that commonality, but from two opposites. Same coin, different sides. Correct. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, I, and isn't there an issue with people who've just never done it? And so they can't, I always think like, is why is the cutoff for painting or singing or any, what, is there an age? Do we, I didn't get the memo. Like, or, right. okay, at right. this age, you can't ever right. try singing. Right. You blew it. You didn't do it as a young person. You're 30. No more you for don't, you. You didn't. <laughs> like, how many paintings haven't painted? How many songs haven't been written? How many? I just, it drives me crazy to think yeah. that. And then, you know, we teach in our family, like, you don't criticize art. It doesn't matter what it is. Music, art, there you will never... Someone's dancing at Dancing. Concerts. Oh, yeah, I taught that. Yeah. <laughs> we went, the very first show, by the way, don't take your kids 
to the Flaming Lips for their first show. And I'm going to tell you why. Not because it was offensive, because it was, but because no other show will ever match up to that show for the rest of their lives. <laughs> yeah, this fuck yeah Seattle balloons and there's animals running around. And anyway, when we got there, I said, listen, kids, you're going to see somebody at some point, because we're in the back, kind of keeping the kids, you know, so they could see. You're going to see someone dancing by themselves. And they're going to be going nuts. And they're going to be by themselves. And then what you're going to see a few minutes later is someone's going to join them. It's going to be very cool when they find each other. And they're like, okay. And I said, but you never make fun of that person. About a few minutes into the song, dancing guy is going to town back there. <laughs> the kids are looking. They're watching this and they're watching the show. And then another guy or woman, I don't remember which, came walking up. And then they start dancing. And they see each other and start doing this. They said, how did you know that? I go, experience, son. <laughs> I've been to so many shows. And they're having more fun than anyone else in this arena who is not dancing. And so our kids were just see, saw joy and yeah, dancing. And yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, yep. I don't know why. Yeah. And I, so we tell them don't make fun of dancing, don't make fun of art, don't make fun of yeah. music. Somebody loves that music. Yeah. And so for me, I've never, you won't find me anywhere criticizing music. I'm in a, and I'm in a position to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just don't play it necessarily if right. it's not for me. Right. But right. somebody right. loves it and that's what we tell our kids. Yeah. And I, I just wish we could get, again, whatever was, was told to us. Like I was told by an art teacher when I was that age, mm -hmm. how just they kind of ridiculed my effort. <sighs> and, and, and I was like, Actually, I put a lot of effort into this. This sucks. And I'm never doing this again. Mm. And my oldest son is an amazing artist. Um, and because I don't think he's run into that yet. And I hope when he does, he's able to do something with it. So I just don't understand why we have this cutoff for anything. You know? Yeah. And it it drives yeah. me crazy. Anyway, yeah. I, I was going to go back. I wanted to go back to you originally being on the pulse. We should, we should take mm -hmm. a step back and yeah. be like, well, how did that happen? I mean, I remember those days. Yeah. I remember... The yeah. year it came out and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and when that record was sort of happening. But yeah. how did you how did you end up on it, I guess, is the question. Well, it's interesting. Unbeknownst to me, Ben had been a fan of my music before I met him. So he was aware probably of Tattletale or my solo stuff. Um, and, you know, Nick and them, they had known who I was before I knew them. So um, I think it started just in a very organic Seattle, like underground music scene way where just word of mouth, like death cab asked me to play a show with them at the beatbox um, with the Western state hurricanes. Oh, nice bill. Sweet. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and we had a great show. We all got along and it was like, okay, we're buddies from now on. And then, um, and then I got, you know, an email from Ben saying, hey, you know, I have this, I'm doing this side project. I'd love for you to sing on the song. You know, I'm going to send you a CD. Let me know if you're interested. And so, you know, I got the CD mailed to me and I put it in my CD player. And I was like, I fucking love this. I literally, the volume was like zero to 11. I just like cranked it up. And um, I, you know, I was, I was completely, um, shocked I was so surprised I had no idea that he like listened to my music or any of any of that um so yeah and you couldn't have had like he'll even tell you this have any idea how big that record was gonna be no too that's the other thing it's a side project this is Ben from Death Cab he's doing he's sending these tapes off yeah and they're going back right and back and forth to Jimmy yeah I mean, it's such, uh, it's, it was just, it's like winning the lotto. I mean, the chances are just, what's the, you know, 0.001% or something. I don't know. It completely mystifies all of us to this day. I mean, Ben says it on stage. He's just, we never thought that this album would go 
just big time like this. I mean, it's going to be double platinum now. It's just wild. I mean, you, you just never know. But it, it, you know, I mean, bringing back the word joy, you know, joyfulness and um, fun and lightheartedness and happiness. I mean, that album. There's a there's a there's an energy that exists on those songs. It feels very light. It feels like lightness and um, like a bubbly, percolating, sparkly sense of wonder and hope. And, you know, so I think that was the essence of it. And that's why it took off is because people are hungry for that. We need that in this world. We need that kind of light. And that album is full of light. As were all of your outfits on stage. Right. I know. I know. I love. Were you excited about the white? Yeah. Well, at first I was like, (laughs) um, okay, you know, like, do I need to bring a Tide stain pen? (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like coffee stains (laughs) down me every day. This thing of like, don't mess up the white dress and the white shoes and everything. And uh, it's you, funny. You had to have someone doing your dry cleaning, right? No, like, no, no. So, so you were I, keeping it all clean I, yourself. I did because I wow, only. I'm okay. I'm impressed. Hold, <laughs> hold on. We have to stop right here. If a band is going on tour and can keep their outfits that white, wow, that is You're some, that is some work ethic. Right there. <laughs> okay, I just assume there's people running around, yeah, keeping it all clean. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. But yeah, I mean, I think the wearing white was Ben's vision to support light and white light is the highest frequency. It represents all colors of the spectrum. It's so, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. You are, um, you're down here, right? Yes, I am. What, why? What, what (laughs) did you sunshine? I I could answer it for you by looking outside, (laughs) but I'd rather you answer. I mean, you don't have to get deep into it, but but like what brought you down here? I'm just curious. Um, well, a couple things. So my mom and her partner, um, they have been snowbirds. So they had a place in Seattle and then they had a place in Palm Springs. So we would come here for holidays. Um, and let me, let me back up actually. Let's, let's rewind this. So I was living in Seattle, um, 2017 and I got asked to sing for a band out of LA called This White Light. And it was a metal, like rock band, think like Led Zeppelin meets yes. Heart meets Slint meets whatever they're into, right? So they they were like, hey, we're looking for a female vocalist. And I was like, um, I've never done music like this before, but part of my journey is stepping outside of my comfort zone, trying new things. I'm just a big believer of you don't know until you try. So I was like, I'm just going to try. And I ended up really loving it. It was very cathartic because the music was so like, you know, like warrior woman, like Xena, the warrior princess. It was just like he drew a sword on the CD, a big sword. And he was like, Jen, I'm giving you this sword. And, um, <laughs> and I had was going through a really painful divorce. And then I was being handed this sword of like, Jen, you will be the phoenix from the ashes, Greg Anderson, you know, from Sun O, who I'm sure yeah. you know who he is. Yeah. And, um, and so I started going back and forth to LA a bunch. And then we got an opportunity to record with Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age and Mark Rankin, who worked with Adele on Rolling in the Deep. No big deal. No big deal. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And so I, I, and then I had come back from, I did a yoga meditation 
uh, retreat in Italy, all women as part of my healing journey. So the combination of being in this white light, coming back from a healing yoga meditation experience made me realize that I just, I needed to get the fuck out of Seattle and I needed to move. I needed to take the leap and be in the band and I needed to just start over. I realized that I had, I just, I, too much painful stuff had been going on in Seattle that I really just needed a, a chance. I needed to give myself a chance to start fresh. So, um, so yeah, I moved here with the intention of moving to LA, realized I don't really want to live in LA. That's crazy. I don't want to live in that like urban madness, hustle, grind culture. And then I just kind of plopped myself here. Well, and then kind of just became a little desert rat, as they say. Now I'm like, you know, this to me is chilly. This weather, 83 to go. I have, you know, I have a hoodie and everything. So, so that's long story. And then the band, you know, we, we had a fun run. It was like a year, you know, we did some recordings. We did a little mini tour and then, you know, we broke up just like most bands do eventually yeah. i always like that i always get questions like that like oh why they break up i'm like what do you mean yeah don't they don't. all break up they all do. they're not all the stones and radio right, exactly. they're they're or they're, death cab or death, yeah. or death cab yeah they just get stronger yeah. someone said that to me they're like watching death cab just kind of bothers me i said why is it they seem to get stronger and younger like, <laughs> yeah it is a little disconcerting it's true. yeah yeah, it's yeah. Well, true. they're taking care of themselves yes, they are. <laughs> it is very reflective in how they're living their lives and how they're touring and yes. how they're taking care of themselves yes. and their community and yeah. you see it on stage yeah. like i said i've seen yeah. more energy yeah band now than i ever saw in the past i even. agree yeah their shows have gotten better yeah like the greek theater i remember seeing them you know before the tour and stuff and i was just blown away yeah. i was like how are they getting better? But like you said, they're taking better care yes. of themselves. Yeah. So they're feeding themselves, they're nurturing their spirits, their minds, their bodies, their act, you know, the, the running, the, the healthy lifestyle choices, the, you know, whatever healing modalities they're doing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, when you're in a band, your time is limited yeah. and, yeah. and they're taking full advantage of that. Thank God. But yeah. I don't know if their time is limited. I, I think they can keep going as long as they want to. Yeah, they'll probably be going till they're like seventies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's going to be a Mick Jagger situation. Yeah, absolutely. Just ben, aka Mick. Why don't I call him Mick now? Uh, Jen, you're making new music too. Yes, I, I want to mention that. Yes, I'm hoping we can put the song or part of the song on our podcast. We'll, we had okay, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. sample See, of it. I was thinking we could do a sample okay, of it. There we go. There yes. we, we're confirming now. Yeah. Um, just a little bit of a sample at the end of this podcast of yeah. your song. So this is a song I actually started writing back in 2017. So this has been, you know, a long process. And then I joined up with my good friend, Ted Chen. We've been working on the song, it's called Younger, um, for about a year and a half. It's been a very slow journey, a slow process. And um, I've been kind of okay with that. I think, um, you know, I, I get stressed out if I try to rush myself musically and I'm like, then, then the stuff kicks in, the negative thoughts kick in. So it's been a nice slow process, but, um, yeah, I'm doing something different. Um, I'm, I have two different album concepts, but this I'm going in, um, ironically before the postal service tour, I'm going in a, a like electronic dance pop kind of sad bops as like Jen Champion likes to say. Um, so it's gonna, you know, I'm full of curveballs. I feel like I tend to surprise people. I've played it for friends. Response has been good. One friend though was like, hmm, I just didn't expect that. That's a good one. That's, yeah. So You're like, hmm, I just didn't expect that answer from you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, Noted. Yeah. 
So friends who stay, <laughs> friends, friends who, who go. <laughs> yeah, it was it was understandable though. She's actually one of my bestest bestest friends. So in her defense, she listens to a lot of metal. Mm. Mm. A lot of metal. So she was psyched about your last project. Yeah. yeah. Oh my. Oh, like, she was oh, in every show. Oh, front row. Because she lives in yeah. Pasadena. Oh, front. Yeah. She was like, "That's Finally, my best Jim. friend." Yeah. Finally, I know. Finally, that. she's <laughs> come around. Exactly. Yeah, I got metal friends. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I was like, "Of course, she's not gonna really like be psyched about my like." Of course. You know, upbeat, dancey kind of song, but um, yeah, and you know, I it's funny because I even was like starting to sabotage this song i was like no nah. i just was like i don't i don't really need to get it out there i just it's fine i'll just i'm pushing myself it's getting mixed now by um a guy named alex who um ted was really psyched because he's worked with zola jesus mm-hmm. and he was, was i guess that's a i don't not she sounds amazing i play her a lot yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay cool yeah ted i don't know if you know ted chen i feel like you guys I should do. know yeah. you do i do know, know that ted name chen. yes yeah, yeah. Sylvia's sister. So, yeah, he lives in California with his wife now. So, they're so, California. You're around good people. Yes, I making am. music you want to make. Very grateful. Yes. Not backing out of it. Not backing out of it. <laughs> Nobody's going to let me back out of it. Oh, so, good. thank you for good. all of you who. Don't and you let brought me back absolute joy to the stage thank and you. know that. And made my family proud to know you. Yeah, we were all very excited. If you heard anyone to the right, just going, yeah. That was us. I did hear it. I did. I heard you guys. Yeah, we were very excited. I heard it. Yeah, it was amazing. And Arlie has known you since he was very little. He's just like, we didn't tell him. We had heard, uh, Bertie had told us that you were going to be on stage. But he's like, (laughs) is that Jim? And we said, yeah. And he, by the way, was singing along to every song. I had no idea my son knew every word to every Postal Service song. I know. So we've come full circle. Our so kids are like secretly listening to music and doing things that we don't realize we're <laughs> influencing. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. It's like they and, don't want to tell us that it's actually Yeah, working. and even Henry, he has a keyboard in his room because yeah. I was teaching him piano during the pandemic. Yeah. But then he decided he wanted to play drums and rebel against me. Yeah. So he was yeah. like not playing piano because mom wants me to, right? And then lately, he's been down there playing piano. Dude, I went down and, and heard he's been like white stripes the other day. Learning, awesome. and he's been playing dun, white stripes. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, dun, he's been dun, playing like, Seven Nation Army. I'm like, like what is the Seven fuck? Nation Army coming out of someone's room? What? And then Arlie down the way is playing John Prine songs. I'm like, wow. And and uh, we're like in shock. We're like, we're not a that second. good of parents. Wait a second. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> Somehow we're having an influence and we well, don't know if it's happening it. by Here, osmosis or what. Here's but. what we're doing. We're surrounding them around. We're surrounding them with people who love music, teach yeah. music, are excited about music. So for them, it's a matter of fact to do music. Yeah. Ar- mm-hmm. uh, Arlie did, a, by the way, a band camp and he actually did it in New York and was saying a Susie and the Banshee song. And what? it was just like, and he's what like, is, I love singing. I'm like, what? He loves singing. He loves I'm like, singing. Like, how do you? And then I thought, how do you even sing? Like, how does it <gasps> happen? So and then I realized, oh my god, I can't believe that I just said that out loud. <laughs> and I do this for a living. He yeah. Covered. Wait. Susie Banshee's. I think they did Cities and Dust or oh Peekaboo. My gosh, I can't remember what. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to search this. I have. Yeah, to I will to find this. the video. Find the video from him. and yeah. send it yes. to me. Yeah, because you had an impact. You had a huge uh, impact. Yeah. yeah, I, I'm. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to just help change people's lives through music. Good. And, and uh, yeah, it was really, I mean, yeah, Arlie is an incredible human and watching, I mean, I remember lessons with him. You know, he started out with not a lot of confidence. And yeah. by the time I moved to California, he 
he was confident. It's he amazing to see. Answers. Music does that. It does. It gives you that confidence and you find your tribe and you find yep. your people. Yep. And, yeah. Um, music saved. Oh life. yeah. There it is. Right. Now we come full matching circle. Matching t-shirts. See, we came back to the matching yes. t-shirts. <laughs> well, we want to thank you for taking the time. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And by the way, after this, we're going to all go play pickleball. And if you had come down here with us, I, you would have got to play pickleball with Jen, who apparently even has pickleball shoes. This is I how, do. like, I, I, yes. she just told me she has pickleball shoes. I said, outdoor and indoor. That was my answer to her. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to see someone as serious, yes. kind of, about that. Yeah. So we're oh, going to go to that later. Thanks for hanging out today. That's You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, big thanks, fun. Patrick. Thank you from Ruinous, who's down thank here with you. us and set us all up. And, and thank you to, our, easy, retreat to our retreat attendees. Woo! It's amazing. <laughs> Make sure to follow us again at The Doctor and the DJ to find out more about this. Sign up for our list. We send out emails and keep you updated on all the silly things we're doing like this. And, um, and on Instagram, you can always follow along and see us live and on our YouTube channel as well. Is there anything I'm missing? See us at Death and Music again on November 12th at the Moore Theater. That is a show put on by KEXP, but that Amy and I curate and host. It's going to be a night of talking about grief and having musicians play. And it's going to be the most powerful night of music of the year as we have proven. You played Death and Music, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, we, we haven't even brought that up. We've been talking music. about it. Yeah. yeah. You it's know, incredible. it's. It was amazing. It was amazing. Be there. Yeah. You it won't is. regret it. Be yeah. There. <laughs> it's, 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 we aren't going to tell you everything that's happening, but yeah. is there anything else I'm missing? Yeah. Nope. I just really want to thank you from the bottom <laughs> of my heart and oh. give you a big hug. Thank you mm. so much. Cool. All right. That's it for us from the doctor and the DJ. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.